So it's a it's a blessing to be here. You know, I um so excited that we get the opportunity to do this. So just want to let you know it's to us, to me and Diana, this is an honor. So um, the title of our conference is, or, or this session is In It to Win It. So um, today we're going to, you know, In It to Win It, but we're going to focus on the power of unity in your marriage. And we're going to equip you with the tools, um, you know, basic tools from the Bible on how to accomplish God's goodness or, or God's work and vision in your life. Um, so a little before before we we get to our you know general session, wanted at least introduce you to us. There's many many folks here know us, um, but my name is Eric and this is my wife Diana. We've been married for ten years now, as we said in the general session. Um, we have three beautiful kids, as you can see here. Um, the oldest one, in the, which is the middle one, is Alexander. He's uh, seven years old. Um, and you know he's, he's our firstborn, so very very affectionate, and um, he's he's um, re, you know all our kids are a blessing, but he's truly truly a blessing. I, I love seeing now at the age that he's in, where everything that we've taught him has you know as as a little baby now he's his personality is coming out. So it's such exciting to see that, and really what's amazing, and most parents can see this. What's amazing is like the way that me and Diana act is how he acts. It's amazing, you know? So they're watching. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, my middle one is Eric Jr. And um, a funny story on that. So you got, a lot of people ask me, well, why did you, you know, your name is Eric. Why you should, Shouldn't it be your firstborn? Well, I'm a man of my word. I told my in-laws, part of the, our, our, my negotiation for getting married with Diana was that I was going to name my, 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 uh, my, my in-laws, which his name is Alejandro, which is, is uh, his name is Alex in, in English. I was the name of my firstborn after him. So, so hint, hint, there you go. That's a, he, he said yes right away. Let's just say that. <laughs> so that's why Alex, Alex is, is actually named after um, my father-in-law, Dana's dad, and then Eric Jr., and then I, and then I got Eric Jr. So. And then the princess of the house is Valentina. She's um and she's uh well Eric is five and Valentina is three year, three years old. She is she's the princess of the house. This um she has my heart. That's all I have to say. And uh I tell Diana all the time that it's uh I, it's it's difficult for me because um whatever she asks for or whatever she needs, she's just gonna get it. <laughs> she's there's like what do you need? I'm there. You know, and at the house, and I, I think she understands that now, because at the house, you know, I'm tired. I'm, I'm come home from work, and she's like, Dad, I need orange juice. I'm like, okay, I'll go get it for you, or I need this. Come sleep, you know. So she, she knows. She knows she has me. Um, so, and then just in general, a little bit about me, me and Diana. So we, we grew up in the church. Both of us grew up in the church. Our families are our first generation Christians were second generation Christians. And um, we actually met here in Spring of Life in Livingstones. So where's our Livingstone pastors? Right there. We, let, we met in Livingstones. Um, and there's actually, and now would be saying this, I know Pastor on Sunday is going gonna, is gonna to do this probably. Um, there's a YouTube video that um, Pastor Nick reminded me that that's out there of when we first met 
in Livingstone. The, the ac it's the actual introduction of when you know I gave that look to Diana and said, hmm, um, yeah, you're mine. Um, so so it's, it's, it's out there. And um, so yeah, we've been married for 10 years, three kids, and then professionally, um, as we, they said um, in the general session, um, I'm a vice president at United Healthcare and also a professor. And then Diana, by trade, is a pharmacist. Um, but she's a, she's a pharmacist, but also taking care of our, our three kids, um, which has really been a blessing, been a blessing to our lives. So, power of unity. So when I when we talk about unity, I was you know I was looking into a Bible verses. Okay, God, where you know the, the, there's a bunch of Bible verses on unity, um, and one. Is, is is there's one in Psalms that's very popular, and I've honestly when I have read it so many times, I didn't really quite I understood it, but really didn't quite under uh, read it. I read it a little bit different than what I usually have read it before. So, and it's in Psalms 133 one through three, and it's in the NIV version. It says, "How good and pleasant is when God's people live together in unity." It is like a precious oil pour, poured on the head, running down the beard, running down Aaron's beard, and running down the collar of his robe, as it as it is in the dew of the Hermon. Where, well, sorry, it, it is as the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Sion, for there the Lord bestows His blessing. I can tell you, you know, in the executive in the executive world, when I you know, when there's, I tell my peers this, to my peers all the time, unity is important. And typically, unity is more important than the issue. Um, when I smell in the executive world, when I smell unity or disunity, I, I'm quickly on it because I know it can severely impact my team's performance, right? So same thing in the Bible. What I understood from this verse is that God what God thinks about unity, and it's, everybody say very, it's very, very important, right? Unity is very, very important, and that's what God, and then it says here, and I'm going to get into it in a little bit, you know, there's blessing in it. God bestows blessing upon it. So then now, let's translate this verse into, into our marriage, right, it, from a marriage context. So it says there was expensive oil, right? On the, on, the, on the first verse where it talks about the oil dropping down. There's expensive oil that was used by Moses to anoint Aaron as the first high priest of Israel and dedicated to all the, you know, it was dedicated to all the priests for God's services. So unity is like the anointing oil, which shows that we are dedicated to serving God wholeheartedly. That is the foundation. God needs to be in the center of our marriage, right? That's what unites us together, and that's what's foundational. Um, now, living in unity does not mean that, you know, we're always going to agree on everything. Um, there, there's, there's many opinions that we're always going to have, but we must agree our purpose our purpose as in our marriage and our purpose in our life, which is to serve God together. That is the vision. As w when you're married, that is the vision. Number one vision 
We're serving God together. God is in the center of our marriage, and we're serving God together. Okay? Now, I, like I mentioned, there's always going to be differences. For example, um, Diana's hot. I'm not. Right? I don't know. I, I, I got lucky. All right? She loves the adventures. I just love relaxing. <laughs> you know? Um, she's always thinking about the next step. What are we going to do next? And I'm like, I'm just enjoying the moment. Let me enjoy the moment. So there's a lot of differences in us. Um, and, and, that's, and that's fine. But we are united in one vision, which is to serve Christ together. Right? Serve Christ together. So, again, going back to what we talk about, you know, oil running down. It was poured over Aaron's head. It ran, it ran down his beard. It said his robe. And, you know, what does that symbolize? When you think about from a context of unity, unity will filter down to your children and your family legacy. Right? It, it, it's, it's contagious. And it's so contagious that it impacts for generation the direction of your family's life. So how me and Diana are united, it's, it filters down to our kids. Our kids see that. And our kids' kids will see that. Right? So... And then in the last verse, which is my favorite, it says, you know, Jesus, you know, in this verse is saying, you know, it doesn't say, it's saying he commands the blessing. Commands the blessing. He doesn't just release it. He's commanding it. Right? So there's blessing in unity. It says it there in this Bible verse. Right? So one measure of when, you know, in a, mar in a marriage couple is that, when you see your blessing decrease, typically that's, that's a sign of there's disunity somewhere, right? That there's disunity somewhere. And we've experienced that in our lives as well, right? So that's a measure. Now, we're going to get a little bit interactive here. Uh, I'm going to ask Diana a couple questions. I want, I want you to hear from her. I'm not, you know, all, everything that we're talking today I, you know, we, we've lived it. So I want you to hear it from her. So I'm going to ask her a question. Has newlyweds, when we first got married, Diana, how did the vision of being dedicated to serving God translate into action when we first got married? So Eric also forgot to mention that it's not only interactive between us, but it, I have an assignment for you guys as well. So after this, we're, we're going to do... Uh, Two quick assignments in between between each other. So, as Eric uh, stated, we both grew up in the church. We started serving uh, very young, and when we got together and we decided that we were going to be married, we um, made it made an intention to create a vision that we had of what our marriage was going to be and how we, as a married couple, were going to serve in the kingdom of God. So, and part of that vision was always to serve in the church. So, once we got married, and we moved to a brand new city all by ourselves, and he was starting a brand new job, I was in the middle of grad school, and that in itself is very overwhelming. We made an effort to find the church and serve right away, and we were just committed to that, and it was just, it was part of our vision, and that common vision that we shared, that we uh, put together before we got married was really what solidified our unity 
as a married couple. So, um, and as Eric was saying, when there is disunity somewhere, that it, then that's when you start seeing blessing decrease. And I don't know about you all, but I want all the blessings that God's going to give me, all of them. So um, now your homework. So right now, as we did before we got married, and this is something you can do at any time. It's not necessarily before you get married, but together, take out your iPhones or write a pen and pencil and just jot down a few things that you would want um as um, like that you would add to your vision as a married couple what is your what you want to do to serve god and yeah i don't know if you want to take a few minutes to talk to each other oh really go ahead. quick yeah really quick so we're, we're limited on time so yeah. just amongst amongst each other yeah just take two or three minutes to, to jot down just high level you know what are some of the visions and, and this is something you can I mean you can maybe you may have multiple right but just get one right and 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 the homework is also I want you to think about it and, and, and reflect on it afterwards, okay? So we'll take some time to do that amongst, amongst uh, each couple, and it'll be really quick, and then we'll move on, um, we'll proceed, okay? All right, amen. I know it was short, but you have homework. I'm, I'm, I did say I was a professor, right? So I'm giving you guys some homework. Make sure, make sure you take some time and, and reflect. All right, so we talked about God's vision. We understand now that God needs to be in the center of our marriage, and our vision as a married couple is to serve God together, right? Now, now we got to strategize and execute on that plan, right? I'm an executive. That's that's what I do, right? And it it's the same the same it's the same thing for us. We got to execute and strategize on that. Now, before I even get to the topic on that, there's one thing I want to make sure we understand and level set on. So once you're married, you leave all other relationships. Um, you leave all other relationships. So your primary alliance should be to your spouse. Amen. Doesn't mean you're, you're still you're still a son. We're we're still a son and a daughter. You know our parents. I I, I can tell you my parents present in my life was significant in my development and it's made me who I am, the man I am today, right? Their words still hold a lot of value in our life, on both our life. And in fact, the reason why we're blessed is because of the weight that we, you know, when they speak to our life, the weight that we, 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 um, we give them, right? God's blessed us for that. Um, but however, your, your, you know, your spouses, I want to make sure we understand this, your spouses presence and word hold higher weight. <laughs> hold higher weight. Um, do not despise their presence in your life. I can tell you, you know, everybody sees, oh, you're an executive, you're, you have it all together, and, you know, you're financially blessed, and this and that. I will not even be half of what I am today if it wasn't for Diana's wisdom in my life. All right? It's 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 it holds your your team, and her wisdom and, and you know there's there's made decisions I've been I've wanted to make. It's like oh this is perfect, you know we need to we need to do this, you know this financial decision. Let's purchase this and she, and, and Diana and I'm and I'm giving you all the facts and she said, no, did you think about this and this? I'm like wow, 
you know. So, and it, you guys, it may be annoying, right? But it, may, it will, yeah. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. It will be. It will be. But if, if you know, she's saying something, hold that with high weight, right? God has given her in your life um, to, to help, you know, direct, you know, for you guys to work together in the vision that God has bestowed upon you guys, which is serve God together. So, um, you know, not understanding this, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go back into preaching mode here. Not understanding this will handicap your ability to e execute on God's vision, right? The way that God intended it to be, all right? So, you know, there's, there's a lot, you know, as a married couple, me and Diana are constantly in communication. There's, you know, I, you know, we talk about, hey, how are we going to raise our kids? What career path? Even, you know, to those details, what career path are we going to take? That was something serious. We're both, Diana's a doctor in pharmacy, you know, um, exec, and, and, and I'm an executive. There's a lot in our career. We could have, you know, we had to figure that out and, and talk it through and determine, okay, based on our vision, what do we want to do? You know, strategize on how we're going we're gonna to execute on it. So, um, you know, finances, major life decisions, it's, it's something that, you know, with her, with Diana here with me, we've been, able to, we've been able to execute successfully, I believe. And, you know, we're not perfect, but it's, again, make sure that you're holding her, you know, your, your spouse's uh, ability high, at, higher, at a higher, make sure you have their, make sure you, you you their weight in, in the way that they're speaking their weight in your life is high so listen to them okay so now i've also seen in the business world leaders um you know they have a vision they have this extravagant vision and you know we're going to change the you know we're going to change this and they never execute upon it you know and you know what the common denominator is that they never listen to the advice of what their teams are telling them so they're never able even to execute it at all, and that's a and that's a failure. Now, God has sh the good news for us is that God God's word shows us how to do this right. So my question to you is: Are you willing to do what God has called you to do in your marriage? If you go in Ephesians um, Ephesians chapter five seventeen verse through twenty one, it says, "Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand." what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself and make making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everyone to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, let's dissect this verse more. Don't act thoughtlessly, meaning carelessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Sit and strategize together on how you execute God's vision in your marriage. Um, devise, devise a strategic plan. You know, it's done in the business world. You, it has to be done in your marriage too. Devise a, devise a plan. And I'll tell you this, your plan will change. Your plan will change. There's circumstances that will occur and you'll have to adjust. But devise a plan. So for example, 
you know, what, what is your one-year goal? What are, so, what's, what are the key milestones? What, what, is, what has God revealed to you where you should be five years from now? God is, sp is speaking to each of your lives. What has God revealed to you? What gifts has God given you? Right? Um, if you have kids, how will you approach in raising your kids? That's a huge factor in your, your kids growing up. You need to be aligned and on the same page. Right? And then what are, what are we seeking for our careers? How does that relate to God's vision in our life? Right? Where does that fit in the, in the puzzle? And um, ministry-wise, where does God want us to serve? You know, That's a huge, huge factor. So those are just some thoughts. Um, I'm just nuggets that I'm leaving you with. And then now mid-verse, it's, it's saying, um, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ask God, ask God to fill you with the spirit of understanding when devising your strategy. Um, we usually, when we talk about marriage, we 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 talk about you know the role of marriage and go straight to go straight into that. You know, husband love your wife like Christ loved the church. Woman submit to your husband. But in you know in this verse, it, which is important, in this verse it's saying to both of the spouses to to. Uh, you know, to a marriage couple, you need the power of the Spirit. And I'll tell you this, as Christians, we underestimate the power of the Spirit. You know, and the, the, the Bible says to use it. You know, I, I, I know um, our, 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 you know, Bishop ingrained this as a, when we were young. It's like, you know, I'm always asking God, you know, he's, he's a very smart lawyer, he's a pastor. Um, it's probably the number one top lawyer. If probably would have been top lawyer, um, you know. And he's always asking, give, "Give me understanding, Lord, right? Fill me with your spirit of understanding, right?" So it's the same thing, you know. That should be a prayer. That's a prayer in my life on a daily basis, Lord. I don't know what I'm doing, but your grace, fill me with understanding. Give me an understanding of how I should approach X, right? And He'll reveal it to you. And we'll reveal it to you. So the other thing, it's, it's kind of hard to keep your marriage working if you're not working together, if you're not working it together intentionally. So you must have a level of focus on a vision, on your vision. Again, you must have the level of focus to execute on your vision. So um, you will not act if you don't believe. The only, the only thing that's holding you back from getting to the next level in your marriage getting to the next level in your parenting and so on, is that you, you don't believe that you can. I'm here to tell you that you can, and you can do it with Christ at the center of, that, of your marriage. All right? So determine your direction and be faithful. Be faithful in it. Now, still good on time. Okay. Diana, <laughs> um, what examples of things we have done um, what, what are some examples of things that we have done to keep us focused on executing our vision for our marriage and our family? Alrighty, so <clears throat> Eric and I are very organized and very structured in our thinking, so it only made sense for us to write out um, a strategic plan for executing our vision and maintaining you know, our direction. So every new year, 
we come together after a period of prayer and reflection, and we make a list of goals for that upcoming year. So we have many lists, um, too many in fact, so, but we have goals for us as a family, goals for each individual child, goals for ourselves individually, and then as a couple, we have our goals. <clears throat> so um, some years it's really simple, and then other years it's more complex, such as this year our goal is to um, organize our finances, and as we know, you know, it takes a lot of um, steps and it's a lot of different phases to organize finances. The good thing in making these goals is that they are ever-changing and they and you can modify them to what the Lord is presenting to you. For example, Eric and I fall short um, in communication. So imagine after a long day of work and children, the last thing that you want to do is speak. You just, <laughs> <laughs> personally all i want to do is just sit in silence after bedtime just silence so um so 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 one of our goals that we roll over every year is that we have a standing date night that is very specific to um coming together and talking um we bring uh any praises concerns um comments to that dinner and um, and that's when we really get to unload and, you know, just talk to each other, which is hard to do with children, three littles. So organizing a strategy such as these yearly goals has kept us in the direction of fulfilling that vision that we have for our marriage, thus strengthening our unity. Um, so again, I invite you to homework. So... <laughs> If um, I invite you to make annual goals for your marriage, for your children, for yourselves, keep it simple. Um, the good thing about doing this is that you can apply it to any season in your marriage. Um, if you're an empty nester or newlywed, if you're struggling or not, um, it's really good to put things on paper and see them and then just look over them throughout the year. And then, like I said, they're ever changing. They change every year. So um if you want to take a few minutes get together take out the cell phone and write a couple of goals yeah just a couple of minutes yes i want you to, i want you to get started in it yeah amen amen all right so we we talked about establishing a vision executing and strategizing equip you with some tools for strategizing now you know it's always good to understand, okay, what's the, what, what's the outcome? What's the outcome of this, right? So in John 17, 23, it states, I'm in, um, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you have sent me and that the love that, and that you love them as much as you love me. When you have legitimate unity, it's attractive. It's attractive. God loves, God loves and power will be upon you and your family. And the world will see it. Others will see it. We talk about changing, changing this world, right? If you're in unity, you know, most couples in our world are not in are in disunity. When you're in unity, it's attractive. It's attractive and 
that's how God stirs others to come to Christ. Right? That's a different aspect to think about it. In your unity, you're going to bring people to Christ. It's attractive. Right? I, I could tell you, you know, we were in a cruise in the, with the Romeros and the Vidals, and we're just talking, interacting with each other. And another couple gets close to us, starts hearing us. It's like, you guys are different. You guys, you guys are different. You know, you guys, you guys must be Christians. You know, and we had a really good conversation. Invited them to the marriage group. They couldn't make it, but, um, but that's how that's 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 how God's gonna is gonna is use you as a couple to proclaim His goodness. All right, and then in John seventeen twenty two it says, "I've given them the I, I have given them the glory you gave me, so the glory will be revealed." in your life. And the glory will be revealed through, you know, the unity in your marriage and in your kids. Now, when there's unity, you will see God show up and the outcomes, again, will be you'll have peace in your household, right? Greater intimacy. You know, with unity, you know, you have better communication. You talk, you know, you talk about intimacy. That's part, that's, that's a factor. Better communication, greater legacy in your family, and the vision comes to, and your vision becomes a reality, right? God, God's so good. Um, there, there's, again, God is going to use each of each of our marriages to proclaim His goodness. And you know, for those, for those, you know, wherever you're at in your marriage, I do want to make sure that you know that there's, you can start this now. There's hope. There is hope, and you know I encourage you to gather with others, to, to gather, you, you congregate on, the, on in a church where where you can get together and 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 get the instruction manual to doing this right, right. And we even make ourselves available. You know we're available for 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 you as well. So again, you know there there's hope, and you know God God is 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 doing big things, and we're we're so grateful to be here and. Um, we do have at the end. We do have a gift that we are that Diana is going to give to someone. Oh, okay. So yes, we have a very generous gift for um, very generous gift for um, some a couple who has come together before this workshop before today has come together with intention on putting together a vision or putting together a goal, a 15-year plan. Has Does anyone here have a 15-year plan? No hands. Oh, One hand. No. Yes, 15. Huh? Okay, all right. Let's say 15-year plan. What about a 10-year plan? Oh, my goodness, guys. I'm killing you. All right, all right. A five-year plan. Oh, Pat. Bishop. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Okay. Who has plans a vacation for the next year? Okay, that's too many hands. <laughs> we plan to. <laughs> All righty. I'm lost for words. <laughs> Who do I give this to? <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be, uh, we're going to give this gift to the, to the girls. Oh, yes. Keep it in the family. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Enjoy, guys. Amen. Again, it's a blessing to, to be part of this. I, I think we're right on time, right, Pastor? Um, it's a blessing to be part of this. And um, 
we'll, we'll close in prayer. Um, but again, you know, if if there's anything that you need, we'll we'll, we'll hear for you. Okay. Um, Lord, thank you for for this time together in unity, Lord. Um, our vision here was to, to ensure that our marriage is uh, is empowered, and in our marriage, we we have the tools in order to um, we have the tools in order to do things right in you, Lord. We know that through you we can do all things, Lord. I pray blessing upon each marriage here, Lord. I pray blessing. And of of each everybody's here's family, Lord, and Lord, I pray that we may continue to listen, understand, and have a spirit of understanding throughout this marriage group, marriage conference, Lord. Um, I thank you. I, I pray for um, for everybody here. And now that we're gonna take a break, Lord Jesus, I, I just give you thanks in your name, Lord. Amen.